Hey, hello, welcome everybody. It's uh Tudor Chat Podcast. We are back. It's um it's a strange time, stranger than ever. Um I mentioned on the intro to Stuart Tasker's episode, I think episode fifteen. Um future guests I was talking about lining up and so on. Uh, one of which one of my best friends on planet Earth that I grew up with. Um Wade Benson. Um, I think I gave a sort of a brief sort of uh, outline of the situation with Wade as we grew up together, went to art college together. And we shaped each other in those formative years. He was in a band um, early 90s, like 1994. He's a couple of years older than me and inspired me to start music and things and he went on to do all the artwork and all the photography and yeah, just shaped me, inspired me. Um, and he went on to have difficulties with his mental health over the preceding 15, 20 years, 25 years, I guess. Um, but certainly in the last 10 and 15, it's been a real struggle. And our friendship as life and friendships do, childhood friendships, they sort of end up on their own tracks and you build your family, I build mine and you've got that career and I've got this career and, you know, the whole being lost in exploration and pilgrimages and adventures to festivals and it all becomes different. We're at a different chapter in the book, you know, and we, we seek in different things and we try and find a time for one another and we did that over the, over the years, but it became less and less. Um, but lovely messages and lovely times that we did spend together, but I, I'd, Wade had reached out, um, feeling good. He was in a, a good spell in his cycle of, of mental health and felt inspired and felt creative and reached out to me. Um, and we were going to get together and arrange coming in and doing a podcast and just basically having a good old catch up and putting the world to rights and... We we're going to set that up for the next couple of weeks, but unfortunately, earlier this week, at the time of recording, I'm recording this intro for this episode. This is um, Friday, the twelfth of June. Uh, on Tuesday, I, I um, received the news that Wade had passed away, um, which, of course, is it's really difficult and. It always seems to throw us into the into the void of the unbearable that we know is inevitable. It's a really strange phenomenon. We all know that we all leave this place. We all pass on. Um, really difficult. Part of me wasn't shocked because I knew, <coughs> excuse me, First hand, the struggles that Wade was having with his health, with his life, with. But it doesn't stop the power when that hits you. Um, so that was really, really, really sad. I've been struggling with that all week. <clears throat> but I'm trying to think of ways to to honour him and tribute, you know, pay tribute to him. So what I think I'm going to do, I've got an episode. I record bits with my kids now and again, just from my wife and I's our own kind of personal 
record, you know, that one day will embarrass them at, you know, 18, their 18th birthday parties and so on, you know, with clips of them chatting and we just catch up, we just record the odd chat in the studio, the kids love it in here, it's fun, it's colourful, microphones are fun, hearing their voices is fun, so we just have the odd chat now and again, <clears throat> and I did one um, with my eldest boy, Sonny, um, and I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to use that as, as maybe an episode that I can use the intro and really sort of pay my respects to Wade in that episode, <coughs> excuse me, um, because in that episode we sang lots of Beatles songs, particularly Beatles songs from the White Album, which was the album that Wade was just so passionate about and steered me onto. Um, and we sang songs from there, and yeah, I think I'm going to use that 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 episode to try and put something together for people who knew Wade, or or or, or just you know appreciate this kind of situation. Um, so, and and also producer Aiden is going to is uh, going to produce an animation to it because it's just an audio one. So he's going to actually. He asked, he requested that um, if Sonny had any drawings that he's done of, of myself and him. So Sonny did a drawing of, of myself and him doing a podcast. So Aiden, producer Aiden's going to use that as like the basis of an animation and he's going he's gonna to make something exciting and produce something for that episode. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a difficult one, but it's, it's a necessary one. Um, so I'm not going to dwell there too long. Um, sending love to a shooting star, one of a kind, Wade Benson, who left this planet on Tuesday. He knows, we know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> some good news. Go Deep Flotation are up and running as of the 6th of July, taking bookings. So we can get floating, we can get in that pod, we can let our body be relieved of the last four months of just stress and tension and all of the ills that it's been through um that's amazing news the guys have always uh, ate, um they've got a cbd oil that is now um i think it's a 10 milliliter uh size portion that they're doing so interested i haven't had any yet i'm going to get in touch with with uh kieran and i'm going to get me some cbd oil so i can uh use that see what that's like and let you guys know about it. But those guys are up and running as of the 6th of July. So flotation therapy. People who listen to this podcast regularly know I'm bang on about the the, the, the promotions of, of good health from from this kind of a therapy on your body, on your stress, on your depression, on your anxiety. But also for me at a time like this when I'm grieving and, you know, I'm looking forward to getting in there because I know my subconscious is filled with my memories and my images of Wade and I'm pretty sure that next time I get in that tank I'll be taken on a, a magical mystery tour of my history with Wade and lots of gaps will be filled in because that float that float pod that environment has a, has a special way of seeming to be able to drag up old files from your physiological hard drive that you didn't realise you still had and it brings them up in 8k HD so I'm looking forward to getting in there and meditating on my relationship with Wade and the history and what he's done for me and people around us. So looking forward to that. 
Also, as you know, Cryo, Lincolnshire Cryo Therapy Lab, they are up and running. You can get in there, you can get cold, you can get that blood spun um, and get that crazy experience in you. And again, rid tension, rid angst, rid, you know, dead fatigue cells. Give your body a boost. 10% chew for both of those sponsors, guys. 10% off, code word chew, and you can get 10% off and help yourself in the wake of pandemic, of the future of health, of immune systems. It's a great experience to have, nevertheless, even if you did it once. But I think, generally speaking, once you get in there, you realise how, how, how both of these these experiences are pretty far out, pretty crazy. And if you do spend a bit of time reading about them, you're going you're gonna to realise how beneficial they are. You might not feel it straight away when you get out because it's a, it's a strange internal biological thing that's happening. Um, but do try it. You know, the future's going to be, we're going to be bending in and out of these strange pandemics and viruses and, and what have you. So it's a great way to bolster yourself and help yourself sleep of an evening. So there you go. Them boys are back up and running. Go deepflotation.com and link us to cryotherapy.co.uk. I would like to extend my thank you to Pod Bible, um, who have, from the outset with my little podcast, Chew the Chat podcast, have been super supportive, super helpful. They're just going from strength to strength to strength. You know, even in this downturn for podcasting, which it has been essentially, you know, so much podcast listening, I think somewhere around 30% mark. I know initially dipped because of the way that we listen, because of our routines, because of the structures of our lives, getting up, going to work, hopping on the train, hopping in the car. Everyone else has gone to work. You're in the house doing the housework and everybody's listening to podcasts and that, that, sp- that spun out for a little while. I'm not sure what the statistics are at the moment, um, but I do know that it took a dive and, and, and basically because people's whole routines were spun out. But Pod Bible have, have just been continuing to put that magazine together. And in, in this issue, issue number nine, Stephen Fry is the cover the cover star and the guest star of the magazine. And does a, um, so just, it, you know, goes to show that the pulling power these guys have got and the the times are pumping out 40 odd thousand issues in the in the uh, Sunday time supplement section so this latest issue issue 9 um we're in there again we've got our latest advert in there which is promoting the fact that we've got our YouTube channel and we're doing HD full episodes now so you can check those out if you if you head over to chew the chat podcast on youtube hit subscribe hit the notification bell be the first in line to hit to get all the new videos and clips and things that are going on and drop us a comment let us know who you are join our little um friday night club which seems to be growing which is wonderful we what what we do is 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 again people who listen to the podcast regular listeners know that these audio podcasts drop on a monday morning um, and the idea about that was trying to, you know, drop a little bit of motivation, a little bit of positivity on a Monday morning to head into the week. Um, but we we put out the the actual video episodes on the Friday evening prior at eight o'clock. They premiere, and we like the premieres because people can watch live, and we're in the live chat, and um, people are sort of exchanging comments and chatting and exchanging ideas live as the video goes out. <clears throat> so that's really cool, and it's just the clean conversation. You don't get my my rant in in the intros because these intros have become my kind of my sort of little space to to clear my chest which i'm really enjoying and you know i'm 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 uh i'm hoping that sometimes it's useful um, but it's definitely useful to me so maybe it's useful to you guys sometimes it's nice to share ideas and thoughts and 
go into areas that maybe we don't in in everyday life so that's really really good for me but yeah if you head over to youtube you can catch the the back catalog it's up there and all the audio ones go up as well um we just did a wild camping episode which was just an audio episode that we clipped together um some stills for the for the premiere on um on youtube and and yeah there was still there was still a you know a healthy amount of people in there catching that episode and there was a little collage at the end of, of david mcgregor and myself and it was a funny episode because you know like i said in in the intro to that we just i just realized that we were just chatting away and i had my just my humble um apple iphone and i just hit the voice memo on that and um you know, it's a great little microphone on there. I mean, it did make me think I could probably get one of these new, like, Rode mics that you just plug into the phone for stuff like that, so you're not surrounded by electronics because you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, take away the magic of what's actually happening when you're wild camping, which is disconnecting from all this crazy stuff. But just hitting the uh, button and forgetting about it—that was great. And uh, you can tell because we're just chatting shit. <laughs> but I love that. That's what I love about podcasts. It's just real. You know, we're not we're not censoring things. We're not trying to hide things. We're not trying to polish everything. We're not trying to be perceived in a certain way. It is what it is. Although I I am and I have I have had messages coming back to me saying love the podcast, but he's got a potty mouth. You know, I'm a swearer. I am, and I've got three children, and I'm aware of it, and I'm definitely really genuinely working on the the uh, unnecessary swearing you know the kind of you know that fucking um what's his fucking name the, that fucking yeah they've got to go because that's just that's just lazy um but i'm a true believer in expression and i think swear words are great and i love them at the right time um so i'm definitely working on just getting rid of the unnecessary ones um but yeah that that went down that went down really well and the music for that episode as well um black hawk Local local musician from Lincoln, Steve Eyre, um, who I've done projects with as well. Um, but we got some lovely comments back about that music. So I'm going to use Black Hawk again this week. We're going to use another track from that same EP, which again I gave a sort of a, a slight summaries a summarization of, which was it's a four I think it's a six track EP, where which was written at a time of Steve sort of coming into his early forties, and I think there's a lot of reflection in it and um, for this week's episode as well we are um we're kind of reflecting on change with with Lindsay Lindsay Clayton is this week's guest who she's a yoga teacher and she's now a musician you know a rock songwriter and an all-round kind of um well-living reiki uh, nutritionist she's a she's just a real positive force but the, the conversation kind of reflected on the change from party lifestyle and stuff. And so there's a, there's a track, so, Show Some Restraint from Black Hawk from that EP. And it all just kind of fits. And with the people coming back to us saying they love the Black Hawk music, I'm going to play something again on this episode. So I digress as ever. Um, Pod Bible, thank you so much for the support. Check out issue nine. If you go to podbiblemag.com, you can read the magazine online. I suggest, man, if you love podcasts, check it out because you will find little gems and magazines and interviews and insight to what's happening in the world of podcasts and you'll find community and friends and things and it's a it's a wonderful hub they they sort of ex express themselves as the sort of essential guide to podcasting and, and they certainly are and like i say with the wind in the sails they've got with, with the times and audible partners and spotify we all know what's happening with spotify with the joe rogan thing at the minute and anchor and yeah they're gonna go from strength to strength to strength for mr stephen fry check it out you know don't get better than that does it so um thank you to pod bible um 
we, we, we love being part of the family there. You can also catch, uh, we did, we did some podcasting with those guys and then their latest episode podcast episode number 43, um, in the recommendation section, um, you can hear me recommending a podcast, uh, one of my favorite podcasts. That's again, a big influence on this one. Um, I won't tell you what it is. I'll let you check that out, but, um, we'll be popping up on future podcasts there as they sort of dissect our interview into, into various segments of their podcast. That podcast, I'll give you a quick bit of, um, insight is it's like a little 20 minute kind of insight of a podcast. So the pod Bible podcast is literally like a 20 minute kind of almost like a little update calendar, like a TV quick kind of thing. You know, so they're giving you um, things like recommendations from podcasters like me and guys that they're featuring, um, what's happening in podcast world, things to look out for, collaborations. You know, so it's, a, it's that 20 minutes, it's been designed to be 20 minutes to just give you that little bite-sized chunk. You know, maybe you're, you're traveling in the car, your podcast finishes, you're not going to start another three-hour Rogan you know, epilogue, you're not going to jump into whatever the next one is, but you might just chuck this on and get, oh yeah, check that out, or I'll make a note of that, so perfectly, perfectly placed, um, but you can catch us on episode 43, so powerful pod Bible, thank you very much, we continue. Okay, um, I think we're about there, I'm not going to say too much more, um, this music for this episode, as I mentioned, is Black Hawk. The track is called Show Some Restraint. It's a beautiful tune. I think it, if you listen to the lyrics, I think it ties in with the whole feeling of this conversation with this week's guest. So without further ado, this is episode number 17 of the Chew the Chat podcast with Lindsay Clayton. Oh, 
When, um, Mine's always on do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good move. That's why I probably kept cutting off earlier when you was uh, trying to ring me. When um, when we called Lost Souls, kind of the end of the road, that, yeah. that was when I decided to go to Thailand. And I thought, you know, that was kind of it. That was the realisation at like 32. Mm. Was that what you was, 32? I was 32 at the time, yeah. So it was like seven or eight years into that band and we'd been close we had some good stuff happen we were mm. close to a couple of things actually like fucking hell we're gonna do it yeah and it didn't happen and by this the Music end of that band so like that yeah it's just it's like a build-up and just a letdown mm. isn't it mm. and, and and at that point of like where we'd had the the uh, universal thing and then we had the rns thing it was like we were so close mm. and i always knew we were good enough yeah i was absolutely confident that that band in particular was good enough yeah you know but we just the timing it just didn't work i think it's just frustrating because if you see other people out there doing similar to what you're doing and, and you know that yours is better than mm. what they're doing mm. but yet they're getting mm. somewhere it's like well but some things aren't meant to be are they well like i alluded to you on the phone the, mm. uh, the other day when i got back into doing Andrenochrome, like, it was just so weird realising how much it's changed. Like, mm. we missed the boat in Lost Souls because we were putting stuff out, but we didn't actually release it. We were just putting videos up on YouTube. We didn't actually put it 
Yeah. Which you could do back then. Whereas now it's like everything's on Spotify. Everyone can just release yeah. straight away and yeah. just put it straight out. And so we haven't, none of our stuff's actually in a place like that. Do mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, when, 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 when it was like we'd missed out a bit, I thought, you know, 32, first boy's on his way. I thought, I reckon that's it. I think I'm just going to be a bedroom fucking musician. Now. And then it dawned on me, yeah. I'm a fucking builder. <laughs> it really did. And I said to my wife, I said, I just fucking, you know, just if this is it for another 30 years. No, I think, I think if you've got a few bows to your arrow, I think it's, um, it's good to, you just keep changing. Because I go backwards and forwards. One minute everything's into music. Next minute I'm all into my well-being. Mm-hmm. And I'm in and out of both of them. And I think it's good to have that, Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it just if you enjoy it. And because you did well, as soon as you come back and they realised you had that business set up, it was like, wow, yeah. Yeah, well, it, that it'll take you long. <laughs> that kind of happened by accident because, um, are we rolling? Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, when when um, when I came back, the plan was I was talking, because I was only gone for a year, it mm. seemed like a long time, but it was such a pivotal time in my life because... I'd just become a dad. The boy was eight months old. Yeah. We were pregnant with the second one. Mm. As I just said, jokingly, but kind of truthfully, like in my mind, from 16 leaving school and getting a job, going to art college and getting a job as a part-time roofer, mm. but being full on in my band and like, I've always been the kind of like, that's what's going to happen. You know, before yeah. music, it was like, I'm going to be a footballer. Yeah. Well, you need a plan B though. Well, I'm going to be a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, it, it just dawned on me. But when I got back, it was I was just so down with the building thing. I was I rang Tommy and I said, Tommy, look what I'm going to do. I, do, I, I need to do something. He said, Why don't you come and teach here? And I said, I can't. I, I can't. I don't even know any chords. <laughs> he says, No, you're dafty. He said, Songwriting, performance, marketing. Yeah. You've travelled. You've toured the country. You've been doing Experience. this for twenty years. You're a songwriter. Yeah. He said, Yes, you'd have to do some basic mm. uh, teacher training. Yeah. He said, But you, you know, you could get through that. And he said, And we all. Attitude, you know, I'm sure you if you got if you enjoyed it, you'd get stuck in, and you could probably be a tutor within four or five years. Did you do it? Or? I started. No. <laughs> I started it. Yeah, I started oh, the process. You? I start didn't actually go in and stop, but I started the process. Obviously, the process was, and the timing didn't work out amazing for us because we got back in the September. Yeah, and obviously the school term starts, and to, for me to get. Without fucking boring you like I'd, I'd kept my house but I'd sold everything and obviously yeah. got two kids and realised when I did the sums that I could Scary. do like two days of like building mm. and then I'd be shadowing in there like three days and like it would take two certainly a year to get to a point of a full time position where I could get enough money to you know cover my mm. my situation and I just looked around and thought Jesus we haven't even got we ain't got anything you know and then an opportunity came where a lad said you want know me building and it was like good money sort of there and then Mm. and ironically the building was completely different to what I'd done before because I was on commercial big stuff you know mm. like like NASA it is these days you've got yeah, to have yeah. a ticket for everything this pair yeah. of gloves for that and and that was horrible because your soul gets taken out you know mm. as well as it all costs you money to do all that stuff which no one's compensating you for in the prices mm. whereas this time when my friend asked me can, I, can you give us a hand it was like yeah okay cool and we were in like jobs like you might I want doing which is like in your house and we turn up at eight o'clock and you want brew lads and mm. oh she's really cool she does yeah, yoga and, nice and, and you're with people yeah. and humans and then when we finish it you come in you're like oh wow thanks so much 
can't love it. I love it. You don't get that when you're doing mm. 300 homes for Lindums. Yeah. You just get, come on, lads. Yes, you know, I need you in on Saturday. You know, this ain't good enough. Mm. And that's not the way to spend, for yeah, me. I just had some work done on my house. And the guys that come round, um, there was my age, actually. And we were talking about the rave days and everything. Because mm. they were born the same kind of time as me. It was just great to chat with them. Yeah. It was really down to earth. Mm. And it's probably the same as what you say. You, yeah. you like it when you totally, yeah. when you get that. I've met some really cool people in my in my day job, yeah, um, that, that uh, listen to this podcast. Mm. That, you know, a couple of them potentially going to be on it. Mm. But I'm going to introduce you. Yeah. You're Lindsay Clayton. I am. You are, um, as you mentioned a minute ago, you're kind of jack of all trades at the moment. There's but a I'm, lot of things I, going yeah. on, yeah. But I'm really interested to to find out how everything sort of pivoted for you and how your journey sort of came along. And Because at the moment you're, I mean, would you say you're fundamentally music or is it the yoga and the well-being or, or what, um, what would you say is the... Both, because I left the corporate world. I was part-time in the corporate world until two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left to do the music and right. the well-being. So mm. weekends are just full of performing. Yep. And then in the week, it's my yoga classes. Amazing. And one-to-ones. And But there's I've got a lot of... Um, a lot involved in the well-being as well. So it's the yoga, it's the nutrition. Mm-hmm. Got quite a lot of things going on there as well. Yeah. Well, you Reiki. Met, yeah. Did on up to the Reiki master teacher with the with the Reiki and Amazing. so it's whatever comes whoever comes to me wanting the Reiki yoga that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned a minute ago ch- chatting about the raving days. Yeah. So let's take it back and let's sort of paint a picture of you know how, how what's your evolution, Lindsay? Because I might I mean. I remember from being out and about, obviously in the music scene, and we used to rehearse in the same building. And yeah. friend, we were all got friends in a couple of bands, weren't we? Mm. Um, and I kind of saw you start to really get into music, and you were teaching yourself, and you were really yeah. embracing, like, and taking it on, and gone into songwriting and everything. But mm. I remember years before, you were kind of a distant sort of a, one of the Just older, there. the older ladies <laughs> in the city that I would be like too shy to speak to and stuff. <laughs> so. What was it like? You started, you you know, you were out and about once upon a time raving and partying. and Yeah, I mean, I've always been um, quite wild anyway, even mm-hmm. before the rave days. <laughs> so the rave days really for me started when I was about 15 and they lasted probably about 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but no, there was, there was fantastic. So I've always been into music, mm-hmm. um, always been into health. Um, but then the rave days were a bit kind of... Uh... Yeah, it's difficult to juggle everything, isn't it, when you're in full party mode? Yeah, sometimes I think um, I'm very lucky to to feel and be the way I am um, after all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it kind of it got to really the end of the 90s, really, and um, I'd had my son mm-hmm. and uh, just wanted a kind of different life. The, the downers got more than the uppers. Mm. Um you know, mental health, anxiety, depression, kind of just looking for something else, really. Um, I was a big Madonna fan, still big Madonna fan, mm-hmm. and she did yoga. Yeah. So um, Cam, just after Cam was born, I found myself a yoga teacher, and I was hooked straight yeah. away, first class. The euphoria and the relaxation was mm. just absolutely unreal. And eventually, the yoga, um, that got me away from the, the rave scene. And, and that lifestyle, else. yeah. It was, it, I mean, I didn't realise at the time, but now looking back, I realised that that was the beginning of my journey. Mm. It was, yeah. yeah, amazing. I had some great teachers I found. Um, they was Canadian. Uh, unfortunately, they went back to America um, just about three months after I started with them. So um, I couldn't find another teacher like them in Lincoln. Um, I mean, this, you're talking 20 years ago. Yeah. 
there was only like British wheel teachers. Okay. So I was searching and searching, couldn't find one. I bought books, started practicing on me. I practiced on my own. Uh, looking back now, though, the things I was trying to do, I could have broken. Yeah, yeah. You're going in. <laughs> so advanced. be careful if you've not been to a class and you're working out of a book. Yeah. Be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought to myself because I couldn't find a teacher. Um, I thought I may as well teach myself. Um, so I did come across one lady. Um, there was something in her teaching that I liked, but it still wasn't the, the right thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked her who taught her. And she'd been on this this course where there was a fit pro and a yogi who had come together mm-hmm. to create a course. Um, so I got their details, contacted them, um, spoke to the yogi and completely went with the yogi. Um, Alwyn, we're, she's in her 70s now and we're still really good friends. Oh, that's lovely. And she's trained me all the way through. She's really? taught me everything she knows. And oh, cool. yeah, she's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. And the, the first course I actually went on with her, um, she had this uh, box of books in the corner of the, the studio and it happened to be Eckhart Tolle's ah, Power of Now. The Power of Now, powerful Yeah, so book. this is like 20 years, you know, 20 years really? ago. And um, I bought one of the books and it was mind-blowing. It was like, you know, I could have gone into the high street and kind of waved the book yeah. and it was that kind of feel. Yeah, gotcha. So, yeah, from then it was just growth and growth and growth. It's just amazing. So that's obviously in you. That's in you anyway mm. because... I didn't have a dissimilar feeling to that, you know. And yeah. I think that that thing you talk of when you kind of, when you're in the rave world, the party world, there's so many things kind of conspiring at the same time because you're young when you enter yeah. and they've just been given the keys to the world yeah. and everything's exciting and the neon lights and the madness mm. and the adrenaline and especially in the 90s, yeah. you were there for that pivotal change, probably the biggest yeah, it was the musical beginning. cultural was change. Yeah, from the mm. 60s, really. Yeah. It feels like, anyway. Mm. Um but there is that those stages that you go through when you do sort of get, you know, maybe you go in like you were 15, I was probably 16, 17, and you maybe get into 22, 23, and you've got a good four or five years of, mm. you know, and you're, you're, you're sort of, you're still enjoying it, but you're kind of aware of it. And maybe you've got a better job or maybe you're just being, you know, relationships are getting more, mm. you know, things start happening, people have babies, and you, you know, and you start to kind of, but it's such a strong thing when you're part of it i i felt like there was a long period where i kind of knew i was done mm. but i kind of took I a was, long time to get it just away felt from like me. everything became the same old same old mm. you listen to the same conversations doing the same thing yes I just got born. yeah um and i felt damaged you know from it so it was i kind of went from one extreme to the other quite quickly well you're so lucky that you because i i think i'm very lucky yeah. well i've got a, a little kind of my a personal feeling uh, I have a strong feeling from my experience with people around me where I think a lot of a lot of people feel like that mm. and but can't quite muster the or don't have the look that maybe the book at the right time or yeah. or maybe the you know the person who comes into their life or a relationship that blossoms or something mm. and I think a lot of people do feel like they get trapped there and then that's a really difficult thing yeah. if you're not lucky enough to get that spark to yeah and I think it's just having that strength and I, I think it's um I, I just thought I kept thinking to myself what I mean it's yoga that did it I know that now it hit something mm. and that just grew um but at the time I was just thinking I just need something to stop me going out at the weekend <laughs> mm. because that was it every time I went out 
Um, and it, it can get quite lonely because you have to come away from your friends as well, you yeah. see. No one wants to go home, do they? And then no. you, end, you end up being you two like days you... in. And, and then it gets worse because when you eventually are in the taxi on the way home, just it's like, like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. It's going to be all week. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wednesday, you start feeling normal. <laughs> Thursday, it's like, right. You're out again. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, was like, it was like that for 15 years. Mm. You know, constant. I don't think I missed a weekend, mm-hmm. and that, that's no lie. And in that time, so were you, were you like predominantly single during that time, or were you in relationships, or one relationship, or were you kind of having fun partying relation- with? Yeah, I was in a relationship ten years. Um, yeah, ten year relationship. Um, that was quite strained. It was right. quite. Um, it was quite an abusive relationship, actually. Right. So I had the the raving and that at the same time. So at the end of it, you could kind of imagine the effect it kind of has and is on that, you. Do you think that's handing on because of the chaos of raving and the and the drink and the drugs and the no sleep? Is that or is it just a personality thing? I think you what? just get lost in it and mm. you just think it's normal. Yeah. I mean, I did get my job at BT um, probably about I think five or six years into being in the rave scene. And that's when I started looking around because there was a lot of people work there. Um, there was a lot of young people like me at the time as well um, who went out partying. I'm not sure if they did it to the extreme I did. Mm. Um, but looking around it just seeing other lives, there was such a mixture of lives in there. And then I realised that I actually the life I was living wasn't normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I still managed to kind of... Um, keep the job my job function and, um yeah. i've got a beautiful house now and so yeah i've still got things in life um but yeah so with hindsight you look back you can see the yoga was the pivotal turning point and then obviously that leads to the book and that leads to you just the, the mind opening and like you're mm. just flooding in that's obviously a feeling in you that's you know you've managed to get manifest it out and get yeah. it get, get things happening but do you think that with yoga it's not just obviously like i always call it like mot in your body it's like you take your body to the to the god garage and you just give it all of the the necessary yeah. movement and waking it up but also it's the whole lifestyle of yoga the the thoughts the thought process yeah. the philosophy yeah. of like knowing that your body's like an instrument and it, and if it's in tune with your mind and yeah well you've got um the eight limbs of yoga the physical part of yoga is the third limb so yeah. Prior to that, you've got um, Niyama and Yama, and I can't remember off the top of my head which one's one and two, mm. but one's like your um, internal discipline and your external discipline. So there's there's a, a whole range of things that come within that. Mm. Um, you've got the um, physical asanas, then you've got breath that comes after that, meditation comes after that. Um, but with the physical asanas, going back to that, when you're in one of the asanas, um, do you, because you do yoga, don't you? Uh, yes, I yeah. was doing up until this Lockdown. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so, do you do you understand what the 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 postures do when you're in the posture, when you're coming out of the posture of what that does to your body? Very rudimentary understanding, but is it is it to do with like your central nervous system and things and kind of releasing yeah. flow in your? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean it's it works on everything anyway. But when you're in a posture like triangle pose, trikonasana, mm-hmm. that'll restrict blood flow and oxygen from certain areas of your body. Okay. Say, for example, um, your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And when you come out of that posture, the fresh blood flow and oxygen flushes through to that area of the body. So if there's any like disease or anything setting in there, it flushes it away. Wow. So it keeps the body free from disease. Oh. Mm. So it's um, with the yoga postures, you're opening the body. You're keeping the body open. Mm. 
That's amazing. Mm. That is amazing. And that, that there's a thing I do, cryotherapy, which is kind of a similar thing with the blood, I, I guess. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if it's actually scientifically similar, but what, what that does is it's kind of, it's that cold in there that mm. it shocks your blood into your main organs. Yeah. Like your body literally goes, oh, well, hang on a minute, we're on the edge of shutdown mm. here. So your blood all goes to, to your yeah. major organs to kind of protect yourself. Yeah. And then, again, rudimentary for me to try and explain it, but as it, as it, as it, as you heat back up to body temperature, that blood circulates again, and it kind of pushes out. Yeah, well, it will be, and yeah. sort of flushes out. Yeah, you know, so be very, very dead similar. and weak cells and yeah. stuff like that, and kind of rejuvenates. It's almost like having your blood spun or something. Mm, yeah, and in, you know, in, in the yoga that I teach as well, there's different. There's oh, there's billions of different yoga postures, but I put. Um, the different sequence of postures together for different ailments. Oh, so, yeah. literally... so if there's a different ailment like depression, anxiety, or something even a little bit worse than that, um, there is a sequence that I can put together, which is for that. That's that amazing. Yeah. So what point did you take your own personal sort of practice in and sort of, were you sort of bringing friends in? Did you say, look, come on, I can help you out and we can you can do yoga with me? Or did you just decide one day, oh, I'm, I'm going to go and sort of try and share this? Yeah, I um, it's coming back to when I couldn't find a, a yoga teacher again because all yoga teachers are different. And, you know, if anyone's going to try yoga and they try a teacher and they think, oh, it's not for me, then don't, write to, yoga don't off. stop there. Yeah. No, because don't write they're yoga all completely it's just not different. The right relationship. So when the, these yoga teachers went back to America and I couldn't find a, another yoga teacher, I found Alwyn and she um, led me on what to, what to do so I could get onto her training. And she also told me to find a certain kind of teacher, which the nearest one I found was Nottingham. So at the time, I travelled over to Nottingham once a week for about five years. Um, but then I trained in Manchester with Alwyn as well, um, maybe about three three or so times a year. Um, so, yeah, and once I was qualified, um, I then taught. I taught at the university first. And the first class I ever taught, um, I just remember, I didn't realise how many people was going to be there. And it was it was awful. How many people in? Fifty. <gasps> Fucking hell! The very first class. It was all students at the uni. And were they people? Who, are they regular? Or was it a bit of everything? First timers and. Yeah, there was all. It, there was a mixture of them. Mm. I mean, back in Lincoln, you know, twenty years ago, all this was still a little bit taboo, wasn't yeah. it? The yoga and yeah. and things like that. So yeah, I taught there for about five years, um, and then. I stopped teaching for a while. I can't remember now why. But I've been in and out of it. Mm -hmm. um, always practised it. Mm -hmm. I've taught at lo loads of different locations in Lincoln. The place that I teach at now, I mean, I've got a log cabin in my garden at yep. home. I teach from there. Yeah, I follow that, yeah. Uh, but I do a class in Highcombe. And this is the first time in the whole time that I've been teaching that I've found a venue that I actually feel a good vibe in. Well, that's interesting you say that because, as you mentioned, Apart from a cabin, obviously. Yeah, well, you, which is your... Because I found that to be really important because I tried it... I tried a Pilates class, mm. I should, should say, um, a long time ago with, with a, an, an ex-partner. And we went there and it was like in a sports hall, you know, and the lady was really cool and it was kind of... And I, in the little bits that I've read, I understood it to be like a, quite a spiritual endeavour, you know, when you start mm. sort of breathing and using your body and... And I couldn't help but think, because I was in this sports hall, I was like looking around at like the notice board, you know, we're yeah. like, you know, cleaner wanted and yeah, that. Yeah. And I was a bit so like... So you wasn't really getting the vibe then, was you? Yeah. And then when I 
started it's internal, to internal, isn't it? Yeah, you know, it, totally. Yeah. Rather than external. And when I went to hot pod yoga, which mm. sadly, so sorry to say it, is shut down now because of this, oh, really? the impact. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the Lincoln That's brunch awful. is like... I do follow those, actually. And mm. there was doing some online classes, wasn't That's there? That's right. And they were tricky. I mean, it's well, difficult. I thought they was doing um, It's difficult. Well. I mean, but the actual pod itself, coming back to environment and 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 even coming back to you saying, like, in, in Lincoln, we were a little bit slow on the take-up, yeah. you know. And yeah. in there, because it's quite dark, so, so the pod for people listening who haven't been or don't understand it, it's literally, it's almost like, ice. it's like a bouncy castle. Yeah, I've seen them. But with a lid on, you know, it's like, mm. it's like, a, it's like a womb almost. Yeah. You know, and you, you, you walk, in fact, if you've seen this programme, um, the Midnight Gospel, he puts his head in this sort of, almost vaginal like, foot, and that's like the gateway into, yeah. it's like the womb, it's like mm. a vaginal, it's like you go inside and it's, and it's all dark black, with kind of efflorescent purple sort of, uh, bottom layer which kind of lets natural light in underneath yeah and it's very dark and they've got the heat in there obviously 37 yeah. degrees on the humidifiers but it's quite private mm. and there's only like 20 i think is a full class yeah and it's really quite private and they've got obviously the nice music on and the oil burning and stuff mm. like that and, and, it, and it the environment it was like going in it were in like a it was like a little world yeah. and i found that massively for me personally mm. that was like oh wow yeah and i'd come out like oh wow I have come from like a special place yeah and now I'm back in the world mm. and I really enjoyed that it's just nice to have that um the vibe yeah you probably totally. are you you're quite obviously in, uh, into visuals oh totally yeah, yeah so that's probably got a lot to do with that as well totally, obviously. It's, totally. it's obviously going to affect yeah how you feel yeah yeah. yeah, I do. I love all that. Hence, this crazy visual. It's like Bikram, isn't it? Art yoga. I've not tried it. I used to want to try Bikram, but I never got around to it. Have you seen his documentary I on have. Netflix? What did you make of that? Well, years and years ago, I wanted to try Bikram and um, never really got around to it. Then I looked for it again and then I couldn't find Bikram anywhere. And I thought, oh, what's happened? And then hot uh, yoga hop, started yeah. popping up. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, where's Bikram gone? And I thought there was definitely one in Leicester. But was now there? there's I a. Didn't know yeah, that. there was. Yeah quite a few years ago it was a long time ago anyway I kind of thought it was at the back of my mind I think oh, what's going on there then didn't think anything else of it I come across that documentary which completely explained it yeah he so went on the run didn't he he was on his he's toes set up somewhere else hasn't he did he go to Mexico or somewhere Mexico somewhere yeah. yeah so that obviously is why I couldn't find them how he got out of town like I don't mm. know how he managed it I mean it was weird because I'm always quite conflicted with those I mean don't get me wrong if it, it it's, diffi it's difficult to make a judgment from a documentary because you don't know mm. what the agenda is and who's made it and where, where it's come from and what have you. But he's he's somebody who, like all these guys, they start out with this genuine passion mm. and love for what they do, and then that fucking power comes with it. You know, the crowds yeah. grow and the and the the sort of the worship and the, the yeah, because the people just do worship them. They've literally, got their lives in his hands. But what about his classes? Like, there's what fucking three hundred. He's got yeah. like a he's got like a Madonna mic yeah, on, hasn't he? And he's in there. I mean, a lot of them. I don't know about him, but um, other yoga teachers who were at that level. Yeah. Um, they usually have other people walking around, so you'd be at the front with that amount of people, but there would be other people sort of adjusting and, on, and sort yeah, of following checking up on, on the postures yeah. because you 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 can't really give. Oh God, yeah. I mean, what you need to give to a class being that big. No, it becomes yeah. more of a almost like a show, yeah. isn't it? Well, it did, did it? Yeah. You, on the yeah, people should check that out if you've not seen the Bikram. Mm. I think it's on Netflix, is it? 
I think that's where I see it, yeah. I don't know if it's still on there. Fascinating. Quite a while ago. Well, I'd watched it not long after I watched um, Wild Wild Country. Have you seen that? No. Oh, Lindsay. I don't think so. Well, I won't spoil it for anybody, but it's a (laughs) six-parter. Fascinating. I knew nothing about this. This happened in, I think, the 80s. Um, Bagwan. Uh, Again, an Indian um, kind of wise man. Mm-hmm. Great kind of philosophy and all about. I've seen that. But it's a similar thing happens, but it's a six part. But it's all about the whole mindset is like creating a, I guess a utopia, you know, with mindfulness. Yeah. People, you know, spiritually aware and polyamorous and kind of the whole kind of, you mm. know. And they actually went, I think, to Oregon. I think it was Oregon. Wild, wild country. Yeah, there we go. Look, I think they went to Oregon and they literally created their own city. They had their own police force, really? their own everything. I think they all That's wore. Crazy. I think they all famously wore like um, like red or orange or something. But what I found fascinating about it, I was telling you, I digressed a bit here, was but it's on that track of the, the whole kind yeah, of yeah. godlike power thing. Was how many people back then that they managed to find, you know, that, that kind of left field, mm. that and managed to congregate them and get them together and and go that far out i mean they yeah. literally went and built a, their own world like the land that everything Do you know, i think i've seen that fucking I, crazy yeah i think i have seen that actually oh, now. I, I thought it was fine i mean look, look yeah, yeah fascinating. if it's not that i've seen something very similar to that yeah if you well check it out if you haven't because i think you'd really enjoy it because actually a lot of the principles and what they're trying to achieve but it's always the same old story like the bikram thing you know like that mm. power seems to I do think I have actually it just seen seem, that. It just seems to just fucking become well, too much. I think there's a lot as well. I mean, I've read quite a few things about retreats and things like that. that just it's, become like cult-like. It's become cult-like, but it's also um, vulnerable girls, you know, going mm, on their own places and things like that. And I read a story in one yoga book about um, yoga magazine. It was about a girl that had gone on a retreat on an island somewhere and she couldn't get off. So she's basically stuck with this guy running this retreat. And he was, you know, a Jeffrey, weirdo. Jeffrey Epstein, was it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I think it comes with everything like that. Though, totally. It? I think even if you, you know, if you run whatever, you mm. know, you get to, you become the, the chief of Facebook. And it's There's like a music, thing. you know, because it's so close to your soul and you really want it. And, and it's the same with the health and well-being. It just gets people, people's vulnerability, doesn't it? Mm. It does, yeah. It yeah. does. It plays on all of those. Those, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky. I mean, I've had some great teachers, and um, I've not been any scrapes like that. So I've been. Uh, <laughs> been have you right. had any? Have you had anything in your classes where people have been, you know, too forward with you, even the other no. way around? No, no, no. Because no. sometimes you, you know, I'm a guy, and guys can be creepy. Yeah, hopefully yeah. not me, <laughs> but they can be. You know, and you get guys turn up, yeah. at, you know, because it's going to be full of women, and mm. you know. Yeah. No. No, good no, on you. I don't know that. And I don't think I've had a massive amount of males in my classes. Have you not? Honest. No. Well, it might be having me in there yeah. now because I've got, you know, nowhere to go and I like the yeah. sound of what you're doing. Well, it's great because it, I wasn't really um, looking for another big class. I was happy with my cabin, you know. Um, and how many, what, what's a cabin kind of class like? The then? cabin, I only take up to a group of four in there. Yeah. So it, it's usually groups that come to me and yeah. one-to-ones. Um so, yeah, the class, because I'd, I'd been away and everything, you see. So I did do a class at the university, but I gave that up just before I went away. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second time round. I taught the staff not so long back. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, this girl rang me just out of the blue and said, um, I'm going to live in an eco uh, village in Scotland. She said, would you like to take over my classes? 
And I said, well, I'm not really looking for a big class, to be honest. I said, but, you know, because it's come on my path, I'll come down and see, you know, see what's see, going see on. See what's happening, yeah. So I went down and just the vibe of that room, there's something about it. And her as well. I mean, I think she was an ex-dancer. She was a young girl. And um, she had a good thing going on there. Really? She did two classes back to back. And um, I'd never heard of her before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the room was just, she had the music right, the vibe was right. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to take this class over because mm. it, I just I just love the place. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And I've been teaching there for about a year, but obviously with all this going on. Yeah, how's that affecting? Because that's such a difficult well, I've thing. I've got no work for... at all. <laughs> <coughs> right. Because <laughs> obviously I'm in the music industry yep. and I'm in the wellbeing industry. Yeah, so you can't touch so people and you can't com- be with people. That's all completely gone. And, <coughs> Excuse um, me. Lindsay. You've got a Zoom and everything like that, but it's not the same. Um, all I've been doing really at the moment is just doing the the videos to keep keep people um, keep them what's the word connected going yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I mean there's a group there's a couple of groups that I I've taught who come together as as friends they've um, stuck with the Zoom and the open class I was doing was kind of hit and miss so. I've just kind of thought at the minute I've just took a step back mm. and I am creating quite a few things in the background, but um, obviously I'm not going to talk about them yet. Cause sometimes when you're manifesting something, yep. if you talk about it, it stops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can kind of just, yeah. So it's best to kind of, you know, when you manifest it, it's best to kind of keep it. Just, but I've got quite a lot um, I've been doing in the background okay. while all this has been going on, yep. both musically and health. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to all that coming out, mm-hmm. but I've just been staying connected with my students and then just, bringing these videos out just to keep them, you know, keep them going with something to do. How, how have you found this time then? I mean, it's the conversation that, you know, I think everybody's fed up of having, but it's such an poignant and interesting conversation to have with different people. It's yeah. like, what's the impact been like for you? Obviously, you, you're in a position where you work for yourself, so it can be scary because mm. where does the money come from and all yeah. those things. Um so how 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 has it been? Have you have you enjoyed the time? Obviously, you're, you mentioned your son. Your son's grown up there. Yeah, now. he's twenty one. He's still at home though. Right. Um. So all of us in my house um, are self employed. Yeah. Um, me and Joss are both in the music industry, obviously together. Mm-hmm. So when it first happened, it was like shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what we're we gonna do? Yeah. Um. And there was a lot of anxiety at first, but then. I just thought, you know, things happen for a reason. I'd wanted to get so much stuff online for the last four years. And I just thought, now you've got to do it. Mm. So it actually gave me a kick up the arse to get things done, which I've been wanting to get done for a long time. Mm. So it hasn't been all bad for me because it's it's made me move in a different direction. Yeah, just pivot and get those things done. We haven't got anything, but we're managing. Mm. Uh, We've had to go, well, like on Universal Credit, so we're getting support. And... um, we're managing and I don't know how. So now when I've, when I've got all that sorted out at the beginning, I've kind of now just got on with my creating, really. Well, you saying there, you're managing, but you don't know how. That part of the conversation I've had with lots of people. Yeah. Well, I've been meditating on abundance and everything you do and just staying positive. Mm. You've got to stay positive. Mm. I mean, when I took the leap coming out of the corporate world into doing what I'm doing, I knew that, you know, all this law of attraction I've been into for years and years and years mm-hmm. now it's you know now now's gonna, the time yeah, yeah. Trust now, I'm, it. now i'm gonna put Trust. it into yeah. it's, let's see if it works or not yeah and it does <laughs> well you know, you know it's a been, positive had, attitude isn't it yeah. i mean you want you uh, that's how i understand it anyway if and you, i feel like i know i'm being looked after 
totally. Because you know? you're trusting yourself, you're yeah. trusting your truth, you're prepared to do whatever's necessary, needs oh, done. Yeah, like you just said there with that yoga class, you know, you're not really fancy it, but you know what? I'm going to poke my head in. You poke your head in, yeah. and guess what do you find? You find it, it, a cool vibe, and actually, yeah. if you'd have gone with that, like, no, that initial thought of like, no, then you'd miss out on something. Yeah. We can always open doors and walk back out, can't we? But if you never open them, you never know. Well, I just thought, you know, I'm like that with everything. If something just comes on my plate like that, it's you've got to look at it. And and also as well, when you were saying about the the lost souls and everything at the beginning, I think sometimes you've got to realise if something is a struggle, it's not the right thing. Mm. Because it shouldn't... When You'll find when you're doing things, like you said with the the business that you started, Mm. the adept, is it adept? That's it. Um, It just flows. Mm. And you always know that that's when you're on the right path because that everything just opens up. Mm. I mean, I was playing bass for eight years, mm-hmm. and you know, playing around, you know, playing around the pubs, things like that. I started singing within a year. I had the opportunity to go to New Zealand on the cruise ships, and you know, so it just. And did you do that? Yeah, I went to New Zealand. Oh well, we'll on Princess cruise ships, yeah. And how was yeah. that? It was a good experience. A bit something that I couldn't do. I was going to be doing it for a very long time. And um, because I'm quite a spiritual person, that was completely in the physical world. And confined. There was no, I felt completely disconnected from spirituality. Really? Yeah, it was like military full on. And because it was princess cruise ships, they're quite high standard. Yeah. Um, it's just full on, 24-7. It was yeah. too much. The travelling and everything was fantastic. I probably would do it again, but I wouldn't have been able to do it continuously. So for listeners, not for me. as I think I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, you you, you were playing with a band, a successful band that did, did a lot of stuff and you were kind of learning on, on the hopper in the beginning. Mm. You, know, you were kind of, but you were eating it up and like you say, you were singing with I went straight year. into gigging, didn't I? Yeah, you <laughs> was just full on. It was like, it was really inspiring. You know? yeah. um, so... What happens with the opportunity? How does that opportunity come and what happens with that band? And are you kind of like, does that band have to split because you're going or was it kind of... I had the, there was the Tarantinos, the four Tarantinos. The four Tarantinos. Had, so, yeah, so yeah. for people, they used to do the Tarantino soundtrack music and used to wear all the yeah. gear and like, it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it was good. Do you know, In fact, I my wife, it. my wife, I took my she wife it, to your she? gig. That was the first date yeah. we ever went on proper. She came back with a mum once, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, I, yeah, I think it was around when it was kind of coming to an end. Yeah. But the members change that much, and I think sometimes it's tiring, you lose, isn't it? Yeah, you, you'd lose the third it. time you're rehearsing all those songs mm. again just to get them up and, and running. And I wanted to sing, and as soon as the opportunity to sing come along, that was it. I, I haven't played the bass for have you not? three. No, right. uh, tell a lie. I did pick up the other week because I thought oh, I may as well pick up a bit while I've got time, mm. and I've tried to put the singing and the bass together. But the thing is, when I'm singing, I like to perform. Mm. I like to move. Whereas when I've got the bass on me, I'm trying to sing. It just restricts me too much. So the Tarantino's sort of coming to the end, lots of interchanging of members mm. and stuff, and then you get an opportunity. How does that come around? Um, so Tarantino's, I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, so the singing. We, I was asked to do um, an ABBA tribute. So um, I'd been kind of dipping my toe in singing for quite a while, but not really getting anywhere. And I was like, really? I can't sing. <laughs> so... Um, I trained for it. Found myself a teacher. Trained just for that. So when and you say you can't sing, because mm. lots well, of people I can say sing this, now. I, yeah. I can sing. But lots of people <laughs> say flatly, I can't sing. You can train to sing. I can train to sing, and I'm and I, I Definitely. don't listen. I can't. I'm not a singer now, but I had a couple of lessons. Mm. Two lessons I had, and I I learned two a couple of things that fundamentally stayed with me. Yeah. That I I carried on using, and really what it is, 
it's just keeping going at it and believing. And before you know mm. it, something stays in a reasonable Yeah. I do believe tune. I do believe um the feeling I get it's definitely what I'm meant to be doing. Mm. Definitely. Oh, that's powerful then. Yeah, it's back I remember it even as a child. Mm. Yeah. And it's something I've always wanted to do, but even before I picked the bass up, I started to play guitar and sing. Um, but I got frustrated because I just couldn't get the hand the hang of the rhythm. Mm. And I kept saying to my cousin, I think I should be a lead guitarist. Because <laughs> I said, I just can't get the hang of it. And he just said, try that. And they gave me the, the bass. bass. So that took me off singing again. Right. There were several occasions where I was took away from singing. Mm. Um, but then this time, obviously, I trained and I did the ABBA tribute. So what was training like? How did you go about it? Did you, you found a teacher again and went from that journey yeah, and kind of yeah, found a connected teacher, with somebody? Yeah, independent teacher. Um, and I get she's good friends. I'm good friends of her now as mm. well. And um, lovely lady. And all I did is just said, this is what I need. I need to do this to be in this. Can you take me there? And she took me there. And were you, was there periods of it being frustrating learning or were you? It's been the ma- most, the biggest um, challenge. And it's been a, an emotional roller coaster. And to be up the front in a band instead of at the back with a bass yeah. is completely different. Because I, I remember we've been at like gigs that were hard work and thinking, how are they coping up front? Because it's bad enough here at the back. Yeah. But they've got to be there, you know, facing it all. And I used to think, oh, please, I'm not at the front. Um, but it just feels natural now that I'm up there. But it has been a massive growth. Mm. You know, it's. Was, yeah. there a, was there a specific point where you thought, fucking hell, I've, not, I've got it, I've got it? Did um, you go from kind of like, to, or was it kind of quite smooth? Or I think I'm still on the on the slope. That's the attitude, up. that's the attitude, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I'm still, and it's, it's yeah, it's been a long, I mean, when I got the audition to go on the Princess Cruise, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. The guys came over from California, auditioned us in Manchester. I'd only been singing for a year. Um, just over a year, I think it was, and um, I got on with them great. And uh, I was walking through the rehearsal hallways and things, and bumped into a couple of guys. Didn't realise it was them, and I think they was testing me as well because it was like, because obviously you're going to meet people on the mm-hmm. ship and have to, yeah. you know. Um, but it's I got on with them great, so that that was brilliant. Um, but yeah, I couldn't believe when I passed the audition. It was it was unreal. They flew us out to New Zealand and. Went around New Zealand twice. Went over to Australia. So, the, so food accommodation. So, when you get the call or you get the meeting or whatever, and you've got the gig, mm. so do you know the other band members? And is it like you, this is a year contract signed here, or is it a, how does how's it all for? We um, we'd never met the other band members before. We'd we found them through other people that we knew or worked with before. Um, we we had problems with the bass player because. We had a couple and they kept dropping out kind of last minute. Um, so it was tough getting the bass player in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all of us, we'd never really met each other before, mm-hmm. um, apart from me and Joss. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, kind of just went all over there, went over there together. And there was all session musicians, guys that we went over there. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you, being in bands in the past with friends locally, was it? could you feel a difference yeah. in the kind of our tight yeah, and yeah. our professional and things? Um, or was it just... A different vibe altogether. It's a different vibe, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like out in the big wild world kind of feeling. Yeah. <laughs> but what a feeling to be like, you know, well, yeah. pay, paying the bills, doing mm. music. Yeah. But then I guess That's there's it. a point for you where you start to feel like you say you're in a kind of, you know, 
spiritual Lindsay and then you've got you're on the clock yeah. everything's clock 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 oh, clock yeah. and you're in your cabin back and back out your cabin and, that talent, and I'm yeah. free spirit so it, it was so yeah. how so how long did you do that for month right. yeah mm. and then we was meant to be going back to be honest we was meant the ship that's still stuck in Miami I think with people on it Right. We was actually meant to be going on that ship. I don't really? know if it's Diamond Princess or whatever. Right. Yeah, we was meant to be going over, over to America, actually on that ship. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not the life. So when you yeah. get back from that, then what 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 do you do at that point? Are you still right pursuing the singing, or where does the Reiki? What happens? How do you Reiki? That that came in um, not long after I'd found yoga, but I just kept hearing Reiki, Reiki. Yeah. Um, you know how you do if you're being pulled towards something, everything seems to be. Uh, it was there all the time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I got into Reiki not long after the yoga, and people really thought I'd lost my head then. <laughs> because, like, again, 20 years ago in Lincoln. You start talking about chakras and... I, th- I think they really did think that, because it was just energy. Lindsay's madder now than when she was a raver. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I still use Reiki daily on myself. Um, if people contact me for um, a session, then I'll do a session. Yep. It's not something I kind of really go out there and promote because I think when you do quite a few different things, it's hard to promote them all, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was really into Reiki for mm-hmm. quite, yeah. I, I still, even when I go to sleep at night, I use it. Right. Um, yeah. And what about your boy? Does he pick up on all this stuff? Um, he's not interested in it at all. No? <laughs> no. Really? No. No, not at all. Does he, he thinks I'm weird. Does he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it is, you know, it's one of those... I tried to get him into yoga the other week, but no, he's not having it. No. He, he frustrates me, actually, because his diet is terrible. Right. Doesn't really do much exercise. footballing and, and what have you. And you're so yawning. you can you imagine can, you with can me being the way I... And, but he's partying mm. the way I was at his age. Right. Um, and and you kind of can't really say too much either, can you, I guess? because Well, it, it does my head in because I just think... You're creative inside, and mm. I can see that. He can't. Right. And I can see he's very much like me, and I just keep thinking, oh, I wish something would just grab him, you know. But you can't. It's his life. He's got to do whatever well, he's going to do. Well, how old were you when, when, when that 20, happened? Uh, 26 before I stopped. Yeah, so you're... So I wasn't so he's got, he's got, Yeah, so he's, yeah, he's, in, he's on the right side yeah. of the clock, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I, um, I don't think he's not... He wasn't... He's not as bad as I was. Mm. Definitely not. Yeah, well, he's already in front then, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He just needs a little bit of time. So I do I do try and talk to him about things, and I, and I try and keep my eye on him, but he's extremely um, he's extremely clever. He's he, very wise have you caught him with the on. Eckhart Tolle sort of having a quick nosy yet? Or no? No. no. I keep I try now and again, I try with little bits and bobs, but... Mm. He doesn't have any of it. See, I'm, my kids, bless them, they get in, they get hammered with all sorts of see, stuff that's way beyond the, what they even should even be considering. Yeah. Well, I was like that a little I'm bit terrible. with Cam, and I reckon that's why Cam's gone the way he's gone. Yeah, I need to be careful of it. My wife often says she's like, "Look, chill out." He's, that's why I, I think that's why Cam's gone opposite, and that's why he doesn't listen to me because I, I was um, I got into it obviously when he was born. Yeah. So it's, me growing. I've kind of been into him, you yeah. know. I, I can remember buying him a Bible, actually, when he was little. <laughs> in my first Bible. And um, I remember him telling me this story out of it one day, and I didn't know what he was talking about. And uh, But then I was speaking to this guy at, at work, and he mentioned something. I said, Do you know what? My son was talking about that the other day. So he'd obviously been reading it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was getting him into all this. And then he was at school one day. I picked him up from school, and he said, oh, everyone asked, like... Um, People believed in Father Christmas and if they believed in God. And Cam was the only one who put his hand up. So that's what you've got to be careful with stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. um 
Yeah, we've had that. And from the... that day, all the work I put into him, that teacher took it away in one minute. Wow. Yeah, I was really peed off because I got him on a level of thinking there's something more. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and they took it away in one minute. That's, is... that's a big fear for me with my kids is little, you know, six and five and not quite three. But And I've got a stepdaughter who's, she'll be 20 this month. And she's she's just been with us for a few days recently. Mm. And she's like pursuing, she's open-minded and pursuing, you know, wider perspective and, yeah. and things like that. And it's really nice. And she rings me up and she wants to talk about racism and equality, inequality and, mm. you know, and culture and what we're doing to the world. And it's really nice. Yeah. And, but with my boys and, and the younger ones, I, I, I do worry that when they get into the, into the big school, yeah. More the big school, mm. you know, like uh, just peer pressure and the playground and just the, the the tidal wave of the strong overriding culture can just. And if you don't fit into that box. Yes. Then so you then you relinqu language. you start to relinquish things that are really you because mm. it's difficult to kind of keep them yeah. up. It, yeah. And then that goes on for five or six or seven years and then you kind of get a bit confused about it can break where you're them. at after. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean... Um, I had quite a lot of hassle with Cam at high school. Right. And um, I do think if they've got any kind of character um, or they're different, different in any way, then, you know, they're, they're not interested. They want you in that box and doing what they want you to do. And it's, yeah, it's hard work. Yeah, I was unfortunately guilty of being kind of... I was probably one of the guys that was putting peer pressure on people a lot of the time, mm. and I had it as well, you know. What I did have, being in music and stuff, and being from where I was from, up on the, you know, the top end of town and going to a school on an estate, football, 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 everyone's football, mm. football and oh, fighting, lads are, you know. Everything is football, we can't. Yeah, and I was good at football, mm. good enough, you know, yeah. so that gives you a bit of kudos, but I was obviously always into music and a little mm. bit bit different, and, you know, and I'd wear, you know, me old granddad's old sheepskin, you know, yeah. like John Motson coat and stuff and be like, but me football kind of, mm. my rep football reputation kind of gave me a little bit of leeway to, to for my musical kind of creative, weird, yeah. you know, geeky bit to come out. But it's good that you had the music though, isn't it? It's like, you yeah. know, that's what worries me with Cameron. He hasn't got, he hasn't found that thing. Mm. And I think when you find that thing, that's what kind of it rescued, it it empowers rescues you. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in a way as well, because mm. yeah. that passion's strong, isn't it? That that, that belief that, yeah. like, oh no, this is mm. this is giving me something. I, I I feel something from it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. otherwise you just get herded along, and if anything, you've got a feeling that it's not quite right, but you can't kind of turn back. It's yeah. tricky, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. tricky. So when when we come back to where we are now, in in terms of the, you know, we're in we're in the lockdown. Yeah. And you've kind of made peace with the fact that, like, okay, things have got. I'm going to step back and look at it, and like, yeah. you've been using your time to to get stuff online. Create, yeah. So that's quite a difficult thing to do because getting stuff online sounds like oh, I'll get stuff online, but then you've got to learn all these fucking apps and software and app, and use mm -hmm. this thing to get the artwork to put it on that to then put it in this to render it. And but it's like the videos that I've done. Um, I think the first one was a bit fiddly, but then. Within probably doing them over the matter of about two or three weeks, you can already see a difference in them. Mm. And the majority of this stuff I have done myself. My partner's helped me with a few bits and bobs. But it, I've been quite surprised of what I've been able to do. And, and so for people in the house watching, well. people listening, so mm. these, these are bits on your Instagram and stuff. Mm. Um, you've got a YouTube page. Yeah, I just started the YouTube page. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've been similar. I've been obviously trying to get this thing kicking along. I mean, we were just doing audio podcasts yeah. um, before, which is a fucking lot easier. <laughs> I can tell you that much. You just record it. Put it put it up. Yeah, but now, like now it's um oh, it's video and powerful producer Aiden is a mm. godsend because he does everything on the fly because the first few I did like this with three point cameras, I was editing it after the fact, like with yeah. three individual films. You do an hour, hour and a half, two hours. I think when it, it's good if you can to delegate. Yeah. Because you, you can't do everything yourself. I mean, what I've done at the moment is I've just got by. Um, but as soon as all this is over um, and if things grow, as soon as I can, I'll be getting people in to do. Mm. And and the right delegate. people as well. You know, like Aidan's got such a, I love, you know, Ter- uh, Timothy Leary always said, you know, Remain around the young people, mm. you know, like, and sort of learn from them. Yeah. Don't get caught up in thinking that, you know, you're the one doing all the teaching. And I love that. And mm. young Aiden being around is awesome. He's got great ideas, super intelligent, super, super creative. And he's forthcoming, yeah. you know, as well. You don't keep it all in and be a bit shy, you know, if he's got an idea, throw it out That's there. That's good. Mm. So him coming in has enabled us to sort of like, so yeah, for me, it was kind of take the positives out of it, being with the family, found a way to survive. Has this started since that or was it before? No, I started, I started, the first podcast went out um, the very end of July. I think the 27th of July was like the first podcast. And I'd been recording them for a couple of months prior to that. Mm. And I'd been, again, like you, just, Really wanted to do a podcast. I did. I actually did my first one in 2012, oh. um, which had this theme music that's on this music now. Um, and it was called The Primate Movement, and it was with my brother. Mm. And uh, they were in Thailand, and we did kind of a... We went in pretty heavy for our first podcast. We did a proper Skype fucking yeah. across-continents <laughs> podcast. I've got it somewhere, and I'll probably do something with it one day. Um, but back then, although I was well into music and had all my musical set up, podcasting seemed a little bit more tricky to try and do. I wasn't so au fait with things like, you know, uploading to iTunes mm. and this whole kind of thing. Um, and I was busy with the band and having my kids and stuff like that. So I kind of didn't pursue it, but I was absolutely smitten with the education I was receiving from listening to podcasts. Mm. Podcasts kind of took it. I mean, Cam's really, my son, he's really into podcasts. Well, that's great news then because, really you know, amongst all of that stuff he's listening to, whether it's the silly, funny stuff, or what, there'll, there'll be stuff in there that, mm. that that comes from... That he'll be... Yeah. yeah There's not this corporate, put the telly on, adverts, yeah. you know, agenda-driven, demographic-driven kind of, mm. you know, shoe-warning ideas into people's heads. He's actually seeking out things that are interesting in him. I think when he finds something, he's going to be very good at it. Mm. Um, he's biding his time, isn't he? Yeah, hopefully he's... But yeah, this this this, <laughs> this thing is is uh, I love it. You know, like you having done bands and music and being mm. creative. And I started to find that when I started to do little things like the logo and doing the artwork and things like that, there's it's a real good. creative outlet there. Yeah, you it, know, like I, I could, well, I started writing music because um, I've always done covers, cover bands. Mm-hmm. But I started writing music last year, lyrics and melodies, and it's just come really natural. Excellent. And I can honestly say. I feel as if it's probably the happiest I've been. It's just brought something else out, you know, because mm. um, that's another thing I've been doing since the the pandemic as well. We've written a couple more songs because our first video was um, all booked for the 1st of April. Was that with 40 Miles West? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Danny. And out. absolutely gutted. The venue was amazing. Everything was amazing. Oh, it was, it was going to be fantastic. So I've had to postpone it. So our music probably would have been coming out. 
around now. Or so what are, you, what are you doing? Are you doing like an EP, Lindsay? What, what's it going to be? Is it we, kind of two, three, five really tracks? We don't know really yet what it's going to, what we're going to do. Um, I would like to get some music out as soon as possible without the video now mm-hmm. and then bring the video in because realistically, I don't think the video is going to be done for quite a while right. with everything going and on the and the venue and that we was using and things like that. Mm. Um, so I don't, we don't know exactly. We've got to decide on which way we're going to go around that. Mm. Yeah. So it's exciting then. So It's a learning curve for me. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's new. I've never done an original project before. Well, that's what I get from you, you know, and uh, saying to Aidan before he came, when he was asking who was in tonight, I was explaining sort of my history of knowing you and like, I've always been really intri- intrigued from afar by people who kind of just continue to grow and develop. Oh, yeah. With a self-actualised person, it's their basic need. Yeah. You know. Because we, coming back to the party thing and in our little town, little city, you know. It, I know it's amazing. It's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult to kind of shed your skin and yeah. move on a bit. And It is. And I think, really, over the years, I've still had that kind of like, well, you know, I'm not really going to fit in there anymore if I do that. Mm. You know, but then I've just gone and done it anyway. Um, but now... I feel happy with anything that I do. It doesn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. And I know now that I can still be with them. I can still be connected to them, you know, and my family. It's just that I'm sometimes in a bit of a different place. Yeah. But that's all right. You know, I mean, at first when I kind of moved away from everything, I had to stay away a bit because if I didn't, I wasn't strong enough to and stay where I was. People don't understand, do they? What's no. happening? And it's Why aren't you having a drink? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you that? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't really want one. <laughs> yeah. And it's just too... <laughs> because I've got other things. I don't need that. And it's hard to explain that because mm. that level of like understanding is not I mean, ready I to be... I love life. Yeah. I love life and, and I Feeling don't good and need being anything healthy. out. Yeah. You know, I, I said to Joss for this pandemic, it was really odd because a couple of weeks before it actually happened... I said to Joss, I feel a bit weird, funny about going out. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I sense something... And um, I, I wasn't going out a lot. And then kind of all this this happened. Mm-hmm. But I thought to myself, you know, I've got everything I need here. You know, we've got, we've, we can record whatever we want musically. Apart from the, we can do the demos. We can't go out and record with the musicians, of mm-hmm. course, yeah. And, um, you know, I've got all the books that I've ever bought. And just, I just got everything there. And I just feel so happy with that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a beautiful place to be. And it's it where is. we're all striving towards, you mm. know, just to be free. Yeah, not to have all the fucking stuff. I mean, I often, on the, on the <laughs> yeah. intros to the audio versions of these podcasts, is when I have my little, my little uh, cathartic rants, you know, and I find that more and more. I think this, this, this pandemic's shown us that again, chatting to Aiden before the podcast There's about opportunities in it, isn't wild there? camping recently, simplifying things. Oh, yeah. Simplifying things. You What's know? important, what isn't. And, you know, at the end of the day, whatever you're left with and whatever you have, is what you're meant to have. Yeah. You know, and if if everything's gone, then maybe that wasn't where you was meant to be. Totally. And trust Even though that, it's hard. It's hard to trust that. It's yeah. hard to, the unknown, like um, the Jordan Peterson book, 12 Rules for Life, which I read that had a big effect on me and following some of his YouTube stuff. And, mm. you know, like everybody, you know, you can't agree with everything and it, nothing, you know, that it's, but that book had a big impact on me in, in the sense of like trying to prioritise and take responsibility and not mm. be scared to go into the unknown and, and give something a try. Yeah. Like I said before, open a it's door. It's like new paths, isn't it? Yeah, they've never been, you've never, they've never been trod on before. Exactly. So it's like, you know, it's, you do, it's, it's normal to feel anxious, but you've just got to kind of. Let it be that way. Because that, it. it's that anxiety that let, if you face it and let it come mm. over you and you, you, you find out that you've got through it and you've conquered it, that that's yeah. rewarding. That builds character. Well, it's, it's funny because um, the closer I've got 
to my soul and to my true purpose of what I'm meant to be doing, the challenges have got um, stronger. It's almost as if um, the closer you get, the more it's trying to keep you mm. away. Yeah. You know, because the growth, like I say, with the singing over the last couple of years, um, I've had some really challenging times with that. Okay. And it, it just feel, but that I feel like I'm I'm kind of there. Give us an example then. Mm, I don't know. Kind of um, just with, say, anxiety, for instance, or fear, mm. um, you'll come across a blockage. Yeah. Um, which is quite intense. And is that, are you talking like in performance, you're about to do a gig or you're about to go up in front of some people or, or a certain note you can't, you're worried about? Or? No, I think in general, it's a feeling. General. Yeah, in general with just where you are in life. Um, and it, I don't know, it, it can feel a bit like you're going through anxiety again. Mm. Um, but then, um, say like a few weeks down the line, you've made this massive growth and then you've realised it's something else you, you've pushed through. I find it really hard to explain things like that. I'm fucking terrible at explaining things, and I'm, try, I'm trying to fucking I'm trying to make a oh, hobby man. of it. Do you oh, know what yeah. I mean? I um, yeah, I'm, I feel. Well, now you, you're right, and it's hard to get. You're what writing I feel songs out. now. You're writing songs, and that's I wanted to get back to that because you said about the peace or the or the fulfilling feeling you're getting. I find in writing songs, or even when I'm just ideas that I jot down in my phone or whatever, there's mm. a catharsis in because. Uh, songwriting for me became at first it was really difficult and I don't know how, everybody does it in a different way but I used to sit down and maybe I'd have a set of chords that I liked you know sequence or whatever and mm. then I might have an idea about a title or something and I would sit down and I'd go right it's about this and, it's, and I'm, I want to try and write based mm. on the thing you know these yeah. these three chords that are grungy or they're rocky or they're whatever mm. and the titles kind of you know, that film that I saw or that guy or whatever it was and I'll try and write the thing there and then about that and then over time what I started to learn when the phones started to have the notes on them and stuff like that I would just you know and I'm I'm terrible I'm a magpie you know I can listen to you might say something that just you know a couple of words a sentence that might just I think that there's something profound to me in it or whatever or something kind of deep and I'll just jot that down and then it might be a documentary I watch and mm. same thing. They say something or a word or a, 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 an insight. Yeah, and then I'll just jot it down and then I'll, maybe I'll make my sort of immediate. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> so what I found is, Lindsay, is after a while is like, I was doing that. I can't remember. I think I listened to something. I think it was a Morrissey interview or something and, it, and listened to how he used, he'd go into calves and stuff with a dictaphone, which is probably yeah. fucking illegal now. <laughs> but he, uh, he would literally just record the the ambience of a calf really and then he'd go back and and he would hear just feel you know the yeah and mm. these people's just real life characters just talking about the most everyday things oh, really? That's and, cool. and apparently he would sort of turn those down into into whatever but mm. i found that after a while I, I sat down one time to pick the guitar up and i thought oh i'm gonna do it i felt the urge to to put something together and i got my phone out and i thought oh god look at me notes i've got loads of notes and looking in the notes and i've got all these different pages of notes and it's one line and it's a maybe as a little sonnet poem kind of thing that I've put together. And then, and then I'll be like, okay, well that line's cool. Okay. So I'll just write that line down, you know, and then I, you know, get the chords and a melody mm. and like, and then before you know it, I go, okay, yeah, well that, that line's pretty cool. And yeah, that's something to do with that. that. That kind of fits. And then what I found was, which is really fucking strange was these notes might span across 18 months. Yeah. 
But I've pulled a song out of them, right? Which I sit back and obviously it's me. And I'm like, this is quite good. <laughs> and I sit back and I go, fuck me. How does that make sense? I've got like, there's just random bits of, mm, but it's you know. Just there. But it's obviously whatever your frequency is, that you these things that you're plucking out over time mm. are all somehow harnessed in some kind of wider binded thing. Mm. And like I've written a couple that were like, how has that happened? I, um, I was meditating a couple of weeks ago because I've written a couple of songs um, since the lockdown. And I was meditating and um, just had this message to, to check what I'd already written in a book, in my lyric book. So I went back over some, because it, it kind of had a message, it was a song and then looked over it and, and there was. But again, it was in different sections. Uh-huh. And it's it's, you know... I think, all I, think, com- I think it's great. It's all coming from the same place. That's what, that's what I've. That's how I've surmised it to myself. I thought, well, hang on a minute. Like, why is this? This at first it blew me. Out. I was like, how the fuck is this? How's that happened? And it's happened repeatedly on different songs. And mm. now I understand it to be a process. And what I've boiled it down to is, is whatever it is, those things that seem profound to me, whatever those things that I'm picking out are, mm. they're all part of whatever my current mm. wandering is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of, uh, in some way or another, and they seem to be binded somehow. I don't yeah, because all my lyrics are, um, are really um, reflect my teachings. Mm-hmm. So, so, the, so it's coming from me. Yeah. You know, it's coming from you, isn't it? It's a it's, message that you're here yeah, to give, yeah. basically. Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing this. I can't wait for it to come out. Oh, yeah, awesome. Really excited. Yeah. When, it's quite a mixture of genres as well. It's. Um, I was going to say, what are you stylistically? What, what would you? I mean, I hate pigeonholing anything. It's awful. But we're we're at a point on the really musical diverse. cycle. Where... It's like um, I think we've got about nine tracks. Musically, we've got about fifty, uh, but lyrically, from me, we've got about nine or ten. Um, you know, you're an album territory. There's then. so there's so much in there. You know, if you had a couple of people, two or three people sat listening to one of the one track, the, all three people could have a different oh. opinion of where it belongs. Um, and every song is different. What kind of instrumentation have you got on there then? Have you got sort of traditional drums and bass and guitars? Yeah. Or are you using synths and electronic stuff? Um, or? Well, Joss is, um, he he does the music. And, and Joss is your partner. Yeah. yeah. And I do the lyrics and, and melody. Um, and then we get the session musicians to come in and record with us. Mm. So he... Um, He's doing it on, he's doing the music. I mean, I don't, that side, it's... What, like I Logic or Pro Tools yes. or one of those so he does their, their, and that'll be the demo. Mm. And then obviously we get the session guys in to come and do and come and the, drop, the drop recordings. The records on, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do want to move a bit more towards a bit of electronic stuff as well because mm. I love that, that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's still loads of ideas. Yeah. And it's really great because me and Joss, we, um, we really, uh, we get each of us... Um, creative juices going like we really inspire each other mm-hmm. and it just gets a bit kind of and have you got a healthy ability to pull back on things as well and say hang on a minute i'm not too sure about that oh yeah because that's really difficult i found in my history of and, and i think lots of people do lots of song creators when you when it's flowing it's flowing and you're like fucking oh brilliant and i've got that and the melody and but then there's times when someone brings something and you're like that now? And it's, <laughs> it's difficult to say that's yeah. not really where we are or no we do say that's yeah, great, and it's yeah. that's one of the healthiest. That's probably yeah. what makes it prosper in the end. But it, it's like kind of with music. He's, he's way, 
way ahead of me with the music. Um, so I can't really say a lot at the minute. Mm. But when I do get all the know-how, <laughs> yeah. I'll be having a bit more of a Well, the journey you're on, the way you're gobbling up, just learning, you know. I learn very quickly, yeah. yeah. Really quickly. I, I found I found that, that again, you know, recognising that in people around me that just keep learning, keep picking things up and finding the the fun and mm. the exploration in yeah. things. Well, you've got to, it's got to be fun. It's like a pilgrimage. It's almost like, like playing, a pilgrimage. It? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like being a child. So. Like yeah. I always say to my students, don't grow up. Mm. You know? Yeah, because that magic is, is kind of what keeps us... In fact, I think I've just done the intro for the for the, the, the podcast that's going to go out tomorrow night mm. um, or Monday. The audio I had a bit of a rant about um, about exactly that, like having moments with my kids, like just in the fields, because we've been locked down and because mm. we're we're together and it's beautiful. But it's you are lovely. aware that kids don't see the friends as much, mm. and they're all playing in like a cornfield and. I just, so that I must be tough if you've got young children at this time. Yeah, it, it, it is. But we've kind of been really. I mean, we've treated it as listeners of this podcast know because I sort of mention it every week making sure checking in with everybody's all right and mm. kind of like trying to just give a little insight to what we're doing to, you know because people I think are a little bit disconnected and you're wondering like are we being too cautious are we being too you know yeah. cavalier and mm. we've kind of carried on a bit like yourself you've we've got to get through however you can get through totally that's it. yeah that's what everyone's got to do you try not to be do... too fearful of like what other people might think or and, and be respectful of what get, other people you've really got to get through every however you can get through it that's mm. what you need to do mm. well watching the kids yeah. in, in the in the field was just wonderful because i just had one of those moments like a message like i often have mm. where i can almost be objectively looking in at myself and my kids and 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 i just saw them playing and I just had a moment of like thinking that this is like the purest form of oh, being yeah. a human. Yeah. Like they are just creating this game. They're immersed in one another's company. They're on, they, 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 they haven't got the corruption of how the world works and just the necessary mechanics of like survival and, mm. you know, economics and all those things. And they're just playing. And like, I, I, it reminded me, it's like, Sometimes I can catch myself going, come on, we're going to get off now. Come on, we're you know, and like uh, stopping a mid, mid, mm. you know, and, and all it takes is to go, hang on a minute. They're at the point where they're playing this little thing and they've got a couple of minutes and yeah. embrace them, mm. you know, and, and actually take it on myself. Yeah. Get involved. Let that child come through. Let that energy come into oh, you. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, yeah. And not just be rushing on to, you know, we've got it's tea like, or whatever. Um, when you start taking that journey, you, you spend all these years um, gathering all this crap you know, yep. building all these layers on yourself and having all these problems. Mm -hmm. But when you actually start the journey, you're actually starting the journey back to yourself. So when when you're born, you're born with whatever gifts you've got. Um, so um, whatever's in them will be in them from, from a child. So when you're going back to who you truly are, you're unraveling all that crap mm -hmm. and you're going all the way back to that. So it is playful. You know, it is innocent return to innocence. And what, make, what makes it... Yeah, it is. And, mm. and, and, I was listening and, to that the other day, actually, Enigma. Yeah. I've not listened to it for years. Wow. And I've been doing my yoga practice, too, actually, for the last couple oh, of weeks. Oh, well, that's powerful. Um, and I love it, yeah. So um, this return to innocence is one of the songs. Isn't, isn't it? it strange how we kind of... As we move away from that, that innocence, from that play, from that... Essentially, that's like all the things that harness creativity, imagination, mm. like the willingness to to, to let yourself it's go just, beyond the processing necessities of like life. Well, that feeling when you're, say, meditating or however, you know, however you're doing a spiritual practice mm -hmm. and you're coming into your soul, that feel, that's what people are looking for with drink, with drugs and everything else. Mm. 
But to be able to get that without drinks and drugs, it's amazing. It's a difficult thing to do. It's a natural high, you know, it's a... And it's such a fucking bugger that it seems to work on experience and wisdom and not to say that in any way I have wisdom, but what I do know I have is, is the experience now to know that when you're searching for the fun, for Mm. the, for the, for the unknown, when you're young, it's necessary. We said at the start, it's necessary to go out and get, get crazy with your friends and explore the Mm. world and work, work out where the boundaries and the lines are. Yeah. It's almost like that's a necessary part of, 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 getting to the point where, you know, if, like you said, we're mm. lucky enough to get that spark, read that book, meet yeah, that yeah. person and and move through those stages and not mm. get trapped there. But it's kind of like the balance, the payoff is tricky because to get to, to get to that point where you realise, oh, I don't need to just be out and about or drinking or partying or taking drugs or whatever the buzz is. Yeah. Actually, if you, if you can get to a point where you, you're strong enough to, to, you could still be in those places sometimes. But I used to kind of dip in and out a bit. Yeah. You know, I'd go for just a little while rather than staying there for two days. Yes, totally. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. I'd go there for a little while and then I'd go because I know I can go home and go to bed, get a good night's sleep, get yeah. up the next day yeah. and feel good. So you've had both. You've been out, you've seen everybody. You've the, commu- the community. Of you've it. had a couple of drinks, yeah. you know, and, and stopped at that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Sunday Sunday morning, you like you feel good <laughs> and you're doing something, and you know that, yeah. that's yeah. that's really important. That's just that's that's a really good balance. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes you can feel a bit left out if everyone's doing it and you're not. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, if you take this path anyway, you people will leave out of your life. There's no doubt about that. Um, some people won't. Some people will. Mm. But you'll be at a stage where um, that doesn't really matter. If they go, they go. Yeah. You know, they're obviously not meant to be. They've served the purpose on your path, haven't they? You know. So, what's the future like then, Lindsay? What, what can you say at the moment? Obviously, you don't want to. We don't want to risk any, any. You know, but obviously, there's music coming. Yeah. You're excited about that. Yeah. As far as the yoga and the teachings and the well-being and stuff like that, I guess it's just a case of a society. I think my teachings are only just beginning, even though I've been teaching for twenty years. Oh, that's so that's, that's coming awesome. to a whole different level. Yeah. So, um. I've never really kind of gave um, everything I know in my teachings. I've done yoga classes and et cetera. But I feel as if I'm in a place where I feel I can give I can give everything I've, I've learned now and experienced. Because I feel like I'm at a place where I know what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. I've experienced everything that mm-hmm. I teach. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything that I teach, I've took that path for my own healing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's great because if you've experienced it, you know kind of what works, what doesn't. Oh, totally. Something I did learn actually in the last year, um, when I used to go through a lot of my healing, uh, like with Reiki, etc. If you're if you're healing from something, sometimes you relive it for a, a two or three weeks because you're letting go of a blockage, basically. Um, but I learnt um, there's a different kind of technique which I won't kind of go into now. But it takes ninety seconds to release a blockage, and it's gone. Is it a breathing? And all these years. And I said to this lady, um, it is breathing. And this lady, um, it's actually, I discovered it through music. I went for some singing lessons in London. Cost me £600. <laughs> but do you know something? It was a massive growth, what I needed. And it's completely bought my singing within. Well, it's funny you say song. that. And I won't pick your brains too much. But the, the, 
the things I was referring to about the two lessons that I had were breathing. Mm. It, was, it, was two, it was three breathing exercises that yeah. I was taught that all of a sudden just turned my little one-litre one engine into like a mm. three-litre engine. I just had yeah, capacity. It is, it is to do with breathing, but it's not that kind of breathing. Right. It's to do with the, yeah. Kind of won't let it go to, because it just, it might sound a bit quite kind of really far out there and really, really weird. Well, we've got but far out, we've got far out people. to um, a whole kind of and, and if you, different place. And what about Joss then? Can you practice stuff with him? Obviously, if, you, if your boy's not kind of, you know. No, he's, he isn't, Joss is into it. Um, it doesn't practice yoga or anything like that. Um, but he is starting to. He he kind of learns. It, I do teach him. And he picks quite a few things up from me. Um, but he's a lot of the guitarists that he follows um, are into spirituality. So mm. he's kind of learning through them. Mm. Because like I said to Joss, it takes people understand in different ways. Yeah. You know, you could come to me and and you might not get it. Yeah. From me. And then that can but impact into, other areas of things, can't yeah. it as well? You know, because a lot of things that I've done, I've done it because of the people that are my idols. Mm. You know, that's who's kind of got me thinking about it yeah. in the first place. Trying to emulate that kind but of... But he does, you know, he'll come to me with something that is is heard and then I'll add to it, mm. you know. Mm. And he's, I do that with him spiritually. He does that with me musically. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. What so a nice bargain got... payoff mm. that yeah. is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. lovely. So teaching's going to be... Really exciting, it sounds like. Yeah. Music's going to be super exciting. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. You'll have to send us something once you have got something yeah, out definitely. and we can link it in and then we can play something in the future yeah. episode. So I guess um, we just need this this stage of life mm. out the way yes. so we can all crack oh, on. Oh, definitely. Do you think people... I've got so many plans. I've got a list of things I want to get done and it's... Do you... I'm, do, I'm doing what I can, yeah. but there's, all, there's things that I need to be out there doing them. So. And how do you see the world, Lindsay, when we get... I don't. I don't think anybody really says back to normal now because I think we kind it's of accepted. Not it's not going to be the same. So what does I'm it? Just waiting to see. What does it look like? Do you <laughs> think people have had? Do you think people are angry? Do you think people are numb? Do you think people have learned anything about their lives, about how much they work, about how much time they've got? Or do you think? I think everyone's learned something. Mm. Um, I think some people have learned the hard way, mm -hmm. and I think if you don't understand the deeper meaning to what's happening, yep. I think you're likely to struggle mm. a lot more. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've heard people like in my family who aren't really into spirituality and things like that, some of the things they're starting to say, and it's like, really? can't believe what they're, and it's just like nature things, you know, and right. like, well, they're not people that aren't really into nature usually, and then all of a sudden they're mentioning things about nature. That's and amazing. Things, yeah, it is. Isn't it? So I, I truly think that everybody, everybody has got something people have made um even if they don't realize they've made there's been a growth with everybody i love hearing that I, energy, I love hearing you say that especially if you've got you've got a good it's what's happened tune you for this thing you wouldn't be um here still if you hadn't do you think it's to it's do with time do you think it's to do with people having time i keep coming back to the fact why is it is it to do because i'll tell you what was funny today not far from here on the way to the studio you have to come past mcdonald's right mm. Well, it must have fucking opened today because the <laughs> the queue, right? The it was like you have to turn in off the main road, and then there's a and then you and it was right round. I mean, there must have been. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. But and, it's a shame people are actually dying to get back to how it was because it was chaotic. My thoughts entirely right. So we haven't been going to McDonald's, obviously, as a as a as a I guess a mm. global thing, yeah. right? 
And I was I thinking, I th- that, that was the thought. I mean, I, I'm, I do. I go there now and again. I'm guilty. Just does. I'm guilty of grabbing like a, a bag egg of carrots and water, and he'll yeah. be sat there. <laughs> Good on you. Well, you know what you're doing, don't you? But no, I'm guilty. I am guilty I of dropping. I can't get in. away with it at my age anymore. That's what it is. I, I, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> I am guilty of dropping in there every now and again and grabbing a breakfast or whatever. But um, I just found I had that thought as I was just driving past. And I just had to, happened to just peripherally catch like, whoa, what's going on here? And you know. And then I thought to myself, isn't it strange? Because I'll bet you out of those 60 cars I saw in a line, I'll bet a lot of the people in those cars kind of thought at some point during this time, like, oh, yeah, this maybe they didn't think it directly. But, like, you haven't been there and you've been fine. Mm. You've probably been yeah. better for it. But then as soon as you get the green light, we, we mm. you know, we're all... There is going to be that, isn't there? Yeah, you're going to go back. To... I mean, I don't get me wrong. It, it, it mm. occurred to me, you know, you do, you see it, you know, start, start indicate, you know. Mm. But I did think, wow, isn't it strange? Because we were fine without it. No one really made too much force, and if it never came back, mm. we'd we'd have carried on, and yeah. that would have been removed from like this this cultural diet. It's like the thing is, it's like you know, it's okay if that's what people want, mm. but why not just have it in moderation? Why can't mm. it just be a little bit more less chaotic? Yeah. Because it's it's just um, the yeah. world was getting mad. I don't know if you felt it before. Totally. I mean, it's, it's, totally. And I think that's why a couple of weeks before it happened, I couldn't go out because I went out. I live on Rookery Lane. I come out my house. I go that way. I'm stuck in traffic. I go that way. I'm in traffic. Mm. There's just people everywhere. Yeah, it's a hot spot there, isn't it? For, you for know, me. and it's um, yeah, it just felt crazy. Definitely, I think. But there's been a transformation with with energies anyway, mm. and I think. Um, People will take what they've learnt and grow from it, and some people won't. There'll be a separation of that. Mm. Um, but there's not going to be happiness with the people I who think, don't learn. I think a lot of it s- resides with the governments and their powers, because if they decide, do you know what? Mm. Maybe we can shut down the, the, the yeah, it is. elements of how much time we have to spend keeping the system moving you know maybe we can go from a five or six day week into a four day week mm. and give people time to to live and to be yeah. and then they and then then go back into the workplaces instead of going back in after a 60 hour week and knackered and down and like i haven't seen the families and that resonating energy that kind of mm. everything just on the wheel on the wheel maybe if you get that little bit of less time and we can work we can work out a way of producing what we need to produce but like People get back to work on a Monday or a Wednesday or a Saturday or whenever they get back and they've actually had time, like mm. we've had, to consider nature, yeah. to go for a walk, yeah. to spend time with nieces, nephews, cousins, mm. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And then you get back to work on a Monday and like, yeah, nice one. Mm. Ready for this. Like, Let's get it and done. It's, it's like having a, a life of meaning yeah. instead of ambition, isn't it? Yeah. It's all right having a life of ambition, but at the end of the day, when this pandemic's happened, when it really boils down to it, it's about having ambition and being here, being there, having this, having that. But that didn't, hasn't meant anything, has it, really, no. in the no. last few months? No, because what can you do with it? But a life of meaning, you haven't really lost anything because you're still... I love that. What a lovely still way. Still living in the meaning. That is a lovely way to bring this home because that's the feeling I've had is... is And, and again, I said it to the to the listeners and the, and the you know the, the family of Tudor Chat is like, in the end, being with the people that you care about yeah. And, and and cultivating community. cultivating community mm. just today i went uh at my little kind of gym set up the friend of ours in the village is um military and they do like 
personal training and we do it just as a gang and we just meet up mm. and do it you know at 10 to 6 this morning we were running through the village just four of us social distancing but it was just lovely to be together and it occurred to me again I had one of those moments again of like this is really important just mm. being together with these three guys in having a chat in the moment <laughs> running through the fucking village with a medicine ball <laughs> on my shoulder thinking what am I doing this is fucking murder I do know I've not used one of them for years oh. I was 18 I used to go down to Denny's gym and oh, they used to yeah. do where you throw them at each other's stomach. The boxing club. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's really powerful, isn't it? It is. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, the, the sense of community is, is lovely. And, mm. and I um yeah, I'm with you. Hopefully, hopefully we carry this into the into the future. Yeah. Where can people find you, Lindsay? They can find me. I've got my Facebook, Mindful Living with Lindsay. Yep. And I've got the YouTube, Mindful Living with Lindsay. Yep. I've got that on Instagram as well, but I've also got Lindsay Music and Yoga. Music and yoga, yeah. Um is it that way around? I think it, it is. I think it is. But yeah, I will. I will link all this in. Yeah, in the notes do as well. because to be honest, I'm kind of all over the place because I don't really, I don't promote myself as much as I. No, you said earlier. Yeah, yeah, you're I just, just doing. Don't. You're just doing. I aren't just you? go wherever life takes me, and there's a lot of people that know me and and kind of follow me and. Mm. If they want me, I know they know where I am. Yeah. I love that. I love that approach. I love the fact that, you know, you're just doing what you're doing and mm. it finds its way. Like you said, things coming just into things your life. Things change, you know. Yeah. It's it's just like I say, we went off on the cruise and we come back. Before I did that, I was teaching the staff in the university. I did nutrition with plans with them and mm -hmm. did all the yoga with them and then something else comes along and then something mm -hmm. else comes along. Mm. And um, it's been challenging living like that after being used to being in the corporate world yep. for 23 years. Wow. Um, and it, yeah, it was challenging changing. But looking back, I've kind of settled a bit now because I just think, well, everything's just always working out. Mm -hmm. But you have got to get, you can't just leave something and go and expect that to no, work. You, yeah, you You've make, got you, to have... Yeah. You have the a plan, and, yeah, and the f and and the, the the belief and the yeah. and the strength. Yeah, so it's more, it's, yeah, it's more the belief and mm. yeah, yeah. You're always going to stay right. positive. Yeah. What a message, lovely. Mm. Well, thank you so much for this, Lindsay. It's been thank awesome. You. Thank you for listening to Chew the Chat podcast. Thank you for listening for Chew the Cat podcast. Chew the cat. I, d I want to do my own work. Go on then. Very angry. There you go. Lindsay, what a lovely, powerful, positive, just another one of those um, ladies that we've been privileged to have on this podcast that are just, yeah, all, all the good stuff. Just, you know, been through their lives, lessons learned, picked themselves up dusted themselves down and and headed towards that positive stuff growth learning compassion empathy amazing really really enjoyed that chat um and i'm going to i'm going to go and see Lynn's and do some yoga in her cabin because it sounds wonderful i'm looking forward to that music can't wait for it she's a super super guest and we'll do it again in the future i'm sure so thank you very much to Lindsay you can find Lindsay <clears throat> on instagram if you if you Search Lindsay L Y N S E Y Music Yoga and Mindful Living with Lindsay. There are two Instagram pages she's got, and then Mindful Lindsay, uh, Mindful Living with Lindsay on YouTube as well. She's just started that page, so if you guys head over there and give her a sub, give her some support, thumbs up. She's doing some really cool videos, you know, where you can do some yoga where she talks you through the yoga. She mentioned in the podcast, you know, if you're working out of a book or whatever, it's tricky. I myself, as I mentioned in the podcast, have not been doing, you know, I was. 
in a really good spot. I was going to um, hot pod yoga once every single week for pretty much the whole time that they were in, in uh, functioning as a business getting on for two years and um, I only missed three sessions you know, and I was really pleased with that because that little, that consistency was um, was really good for me. But I've, I haven't done any since this. I did one session, I did one remote session, you know, through the Zoom and stuff since this crazy uh, lockdown period. So I do need to get back at it because I can feel myself stiffening up. So I'm going to go and see uh, Lindsay's yoga studio and do some do some sessions with her I think I think that'd be really cool so thank you to Lindsay that was awesome I will link in all her details as well in, the, in these uh, show description in the notes so you'll be able to see it all there okay um, not going to hang about said it all in the beginning peace and love to you all thank you to the sponsors Go Deep Flotation thank you to Cryo Lincolnshire Cryo Lab and thank you to obviously Anchor and new listeners it's uh, been a strange one for us because we had to obviously move everything across from our previous hosts over to anchor and it was a little bit of a worry because you don't know you what you know you lose all the listener data and everything you had from the previous um, platform host and then you move over and you've got to hope that everything goes smoothly and we've been just watching the dashboard and things starting to adjust and slip back together so it looks like we're we're good there so new new listeners um we, we welcome you. We've got Americans from the West Coast and the East Coast. We've got some Canadians, people from Hong Kong, Germany. Um, yeah, really humbling as ever. Super grateful. It feels like there's a little burst happening in, in locally in the UK as well, in the East Midlands and in London and Manchester. There's people tuning in. So welcome to you guys. Thank you for being with us. Um, we really appreciate it. And this little family, this little cult whatever it is these days is growing and i think we're all taking something from these um conversations in some way or another so i've i know i've been receiving lovely messages and inspirational bits and bobs so that's been cool um thank you very much black hawk was the music again in the in the notes i'll link it in show some restraint if you're struggling just fucking keep on pushing brothers and sisters take care we'll see you again next time Peace.